0: unofficial Bengals podcast welcome to the unofficial Bengals podcast this is your host Frank LaPlaca and I'm a Bengals fan for life all right this episode is going to be a discussion of what we need at each position group heading into the 2023 season and Tom McLeavy is going to stop in for another McLeavy minute what's up guys this is Evan McPherson and you're listening to the unofficial Bengals podcast Cincinnati Bengals fans, I would like to introduce Frank LaPlaca. All right, so I want to run through all the position groups on the team and see what we need heading into the 2023 season. We addressed some of it in free agency. The draft is coming, so we're going to get seven new players there as well. And we're in a good position because we have starters at pretty much every position, you know, maybe right tackle, maybe safety. You know, those are a couple things, tight end. Those are three positions that probably we want to look at more than others. But let's run down each group and see where we're at with everything. And then, you know, we can make our own decisions on where we want to go in the draft. All right, so first, the quarterback position. Obviously, we're going to be set for a decade with Joe Burrow there, hopefully longer than that. And, you know, we all know that contract is going to get done soon. So that's not a concern of mine. Now we go to backup quarterback. Now that's going to be a little bit of an issue. They're not going to re-sign Brandon Allen. I don't know if they believe that Jake Browning is the guy to step into that role, even though he has a couple years in the system, so that will help. And that's not a knock against Browning. He just doesn't have enough NFL experience to take a team you know, into the cold weather and play the best in the league and try to get us into the Super Bowl. So I don't even want to think about that. Hopefully our backup quarterback doesn't get any snaps next year. That's the goal, and especially with this offensive line becoming better. But that's something that I think you want to probably go for one in free agency. Try to get some journeymen. You know, there's a couple names like uh, Trevor Simeon's been tossed around. You know, there's a couple guys out there that are functional and can probably carry you a little bit if something were to happen to Joe Burrow. But I don't think we can address it in the draft. Initially, I was thinking, you know what? You know, grab a fourth, fifth-round quarterback. But what are you getting there? you Are getting another Ryan Finley there? Like, I think for the most part, all the good ones are going to be gone in the first round. And you have other positions that you want to address rather than get you know, a second or third tier college quarterback with no experience to steer the franchise. So with that said, backup quarterback is a big need, but I think that should be addressed in free agency. Running back, that's a big quandary right now. I don't know if they're going to ask Mixon to take a pay cut. I don't know if they're going to draft his replacement high in the draft. You know, There's a lot of different directions we can go there. If we do simply nothing there, I think we're okay you know maybe you grab one late in the draft and make him your number four but if you know if Mixon stays you have a starter in Mixon Travion Williams has proven that he can play in this league and Chris Evans just needs a sh- more of a shot to be a third down back for us so you can decide to do nothing at running back or you can decide to replace Mixon and I guess some of that might depend on if Mixon's willing to take a pay cut or if no one who we like falls to us in the draft you know maybe we just ride out with who we have if you if you know, the third, fourth round comes and there's a running back that's a high quality that can be a bell cow. Maybe you think about it then. So regardless, whether we try for a mix and replacement early in the draft, or we keep the three we have and just supplement them, I think we need to take a running back at some point. And that you can get them in the fifth, sixth, seventh round and still get a functional running back. And even an undrafted, you know, it's one of those positions where youth really dominate. So if you have a player with fresh legs. That, that goes a long way at that position, and a lot of teams do it by committee. And, you know, we have the guys to do that if needed. Wide receiver, we're pretty stocked. You have the big three. Trenton Irwin has broken out. Morgan is irreplaceable on special teams. They re-signed Trent Taylor. So really, the only need that I would say at receiver is if you can get a speed guy. Maybe just a guy who falls a little bit in the draft, but who's got speed and is an outside threat. So when everyone's getting preoccupied with Higgins and Chase and Boyd, Maybe you have some speedster that the defenses forget about and Burrow hits him for a 60-yard touchdown. So wide receiver, we really don't have to do anything there, but it would be a luxury to get a nice four-three, four-four guy on the outside. And also you might want to look at getting an impact returner, and a lot of times those returners are wide receivers. So that's what we look at there. You get a speed guy or a returner, or you just leave it alone and roll with what you have because what we have is excellent. All right, so tight end is a position of need. We have Devin Asiasi. Obviously, we just signed Irv Smith, so he's going to have a role. But I still think you need a number one. And this draft is full of great tight ends. So you have a very good chance of getting someone high in the draft who can be a starting tight end for you. And I think that's the direction they're going to go. I don't know if it's going to be first round unless the right guy falls to them. But I bet you by the second or third round, we're going to get our tight end who's going to to be our guy for this year. And all the talk leading up to this was that Devin Asiasi is the only tight end on the roster. But they do have two guys that were on the practice squad last year. I know they're not big names. We really don't know. They're not known commodities. We really don't know what they're about. But you have Nick Bowers and you have Tanner Hudson. And Tanner Hudson has played in the NFL. He has 15 lifetime catches, but he's 28 years old. So I don't know if either of those guys fit in the plans. But they did sign them to future futures contracts. So they're going to keep them around. They're going to keep him competing. And we just really don't know what that room is going to look like. But I would say, you know, based on you have two guys that you're relying on to be on the starting roster. You have two practice squad guys. So you have four guys there. So I suggest that we bring a tight end in as a high pick in the draft and then we get one as a lower pick in the draft and even think about getting an undrafted. Maybe just get three new tight ends in that room. You know, kind of going back to a couple years back when we drafted Logan Wilson, Akeem Davis-Gaither, and Marcus Bailey. You know, we were really deficient at linebacker and we just addressed it in one fell swoop. So I think a similar thing could be done with tight ends, although I wouldn't draft more than two, but I would definitely look to pick up one as an undrafted. And that's another position where you can get one late or undrafted. That could be a reliable blocker or just, you know, a a target that everyone forgets about. You know, Mitchell Wilcox did that. I mean, he didn't light it up for us last year, but teams weren't focused on him, and he had a couple nice catches for us. So that's what you look for late in the draft. But I, I would like to see us get an impact tight end in round one or two and I think that's exactly what we're going to do offensive lineman it's always a need if you're picking and there's a good one there no matter what position he plays I say you draft him because you never know with injuries we have free agents you never know when they're going to leave town and you know if you can get a guy even like last year we got Volson in the fourth round and if he continues to play better like his arrow is pointing up you, you could have a guy that's going to be here for five to ten years and that's a fourth round pick. So that's, that's really good value. So I think ultimately we need to get another right tackle. And I know we have a lot of guys competing for that position. We talked about that last episode. But if you get a starting caliber right tackle in the first or second round, that would be a, a real big improvement for this line. Then you don't have to worry about the Jonah Williams saga. You don't have to worry about moving Carmen over to the other side. I think ultimately it would be really good to get a, a right tackle in the first round if the right guy falls I think you play the first round like this and we'll talk about this more as the draft comes closer but I think you take the best available tight end or the best available right tackle whoever's the better player I think that's the way you go in the first round unless something else slips if if a phenomenal guard slips if a phenomenal defensive tackle slips you know those are all things a pass rusher those are all things that you would consider but I think as far as needs go tight end right tackle two biggest needs heading into the into the draft and you also want to look at backup guards too because you don't want to be in a position where one of our starters goes down and you have to put in a guy who's who's not going to cut it. You know, we saw that with Akeem Adanji last year when he had to play a, at right tackle. So depth at guard is, is a necessity. And I think you can get that in the first couple rounds as well. I don't know if there's any really quality free agents out there, but if you think about our depth at guard, you have a bunch of hybrid guys that are like guard tackles. And then you have Trey Hill and Max Sharping. So you want to see a little more depth at that position and like I said, guard's a position where you can get one in the fourth round, maybe the fifth round, and have a functional player there. So we'll see what happens, but I would say get two offensive linemen in this draft. Defensive line, just like offensive line, you can never have enough there. Pass rushers, if a good one falls to you, you go for it. It's a, it's a major position in this league. It's, it's like having a good wide receiver or, or even a good quarterback. If you have a pass rusher, it can really impact a game. And if you look at the highest paid defensive players, those are guys that are pass rushers. So we're pretty full at defensive end for the starters, and we have good rotational guys to put in there, but you can never have enough. And same thing with defensive tackle. We're kind of set there, and we have good depth there as well. But again, you get a quality defensive lineman in your lap, you take him. So with that said, I think that we should add one defensive lineman somewhere in the draft or in free agency if there's anybody left out there. Linebacker, I think we're really set there. I don't think we have to worry about drafting one. I don't think we have to worry about signing one. You know, we'll see if they bring back Johnston. But, you know, you have Pratt, you have Wilson, you have Bailey, Akeem Davis-Gaither. They re-signed Joe Bacci. You have Keandre Jones on the practice squad. They may bring back Johnston. We may get an, an undrafted. I mean, that's a position where you're probably going to see us pick up an undrafted linebacker or two. So I would say add zero linebackers. But you almost want to get one of every position in some capacity every year whether they're on the practice squad or a late cut or they make the squad. So linebacker, not a big need at all, but they probably will add one somewhere. And the same thing goes with corner. I think you bring back Flowers, you bring back Apple, and now that room is set. You have Sidney Jones, you have Cam Taylor-Britt, Awuzie, Hilton, Jalen Davis. I mean, that's a loaded position for us and not a position of need. I know a lot of people say if a good corner falls to you in the late first round or second, you take them. And I guess that's best player available theory, but I think you just bring back Eli Apple and then you roll with that whole squad of corners and you don't worry about adding anyone unless someone really magical falls to you. And you know, you'll probably add an undrafted late and we got lucky last year with Alan George. He showed that he could play in this league. Maybe something similar happens this year. So corner, I say none, but as we said, you know, you probably just grab one at every position, even undrafted. Safety, I think we need a starting caliber safety too. I know we just added Nick Scott. We want to see what Daxton Hill can do. You know, we have a couple other guys in there. Mike Thomas, uh, Tyson Anderson, Brandon Wilson's coming back. But those really aren't guys that that play from scrimmage as much. So I I think we need another one in case someone goes down or in case the two that we're relying on don't pan out. And I think safety is another position where you want to grab fairly high in the draft. I don't know if there's going to be value in round one drafting a safety, but you definitely want to take it, you know, on the first two days of the draft. And I don't think there's many good ones left out there either. So I don't know if you're really going to get anybody in free agency at this point. But I don't want to stand pat with the two guys that we have only. I really think we need to bring someone else into that room. So there it is. I mean, you go tight end, right tackle, safety. Those are your first three rounds as long as the right players are there for you. And I think those would be the improvements that our team needs more than any of the other positions. Special teams—they're going to bring in a punter. You know, you, you may draft one. A couple get drafted every year. Those are usually the best guys. Or you address that after the draft and get an undrafted, and they can often work out, as we've seen. And also maybe you bring in a veteran as well. So there's there's a lot of choices there to compete with Drew Chrisman. And you know, if Chrisman improves his game, I mean, he's got the leg. He was holding flawlessly last year. Those are two very very important parts of the job. It just he just needs to work on the hang time. And I know they weren't happy with him, but. It was his first year punting in the NFL. And if you have a good leg, there's no reason why you can't increase your hang time, especially when you have a coach like Coach Simmons. They, If you have the leg strength, they can work on the intangibles or the nuances. So we need to bring in a punter. I don't know if you want to waste a draft pick on one unless there's just a, the best punter in the nation is there in round five or six. But regardless, we're going to bring someone in to compete with Chrisman. So there it is. The most important needs in order are... A starting tight end, a starting right tackle, a safety, a backup quarterback, and a punter. Those are the most important things in the order that I believe. I mean, you have to get another backup quarterback. That's, even though that's a little bit lower on the list, that is a necessity. You know, you can get, if you don't get a safety or a right tackle, I, I think it's a mistake, but you do have guys there that can play the position if they stay injury free. And then the luxury picks would be a second or third tight end, a backup guard, an edge a returner, and a running back. All things that we kind of need, but they're not as important as the other things that we listed. So I consider those more luxuries. You know, if a free agent is out there, you bring him in. If someone good falls to you, best player available at one of those positions, then you take advantage of that luxury need. But, you know, we talked about it. We know exactly the biggest thing that we need going into the offseason, and we're lucky we don't need much. We have quality players and quality depth pretty much all over this roster. And we're going to be a great team for years to come, especially with Joe Burrow and this coaching staff. So we're, we're spoiled now. You know, we're not chasing after a handful of starters to try to make our team better. We just want to maintain our team and keep the depth and protect against injury. So what a great way to go into the draft. And if they throw all of this out the window and say, Frank, you don't know what you're talking about. We we know what you say we need. We're just going to go best player available in every round. When you're this loaded of a roster, you can afford to do that. And if they did that, I wouldn't care oh, wow, we drafted a defensive tackle in the first round and a center in the second round. If they're the best player available and they want to go that philosophy, there's nothing wrong with that. You know, remember over 10 years ago, we drafted Andrew Whitworth in the second round when we had two guys at his position and it was just like, why did you waste this? And look, he became one of the best offensive tackles in our history. So I'm on board with whatever they want to do. They're not going to do anything foolish. We're in a great position. You either go best player available or you start addressing some of these ancillary needs. Either way, I'm looking forward to it. Free agency isn't over yet either, so we might bring in some free agents. We still have some money to spend, and in a couple weeks, we're going to be adding seven new players to the Bengals, and I always love that. That'll do it for this episode. Next episode, we're going to start our draft coverage on the Unofficial Bengals podcast. We're going to talk about who's going to be available in rounds one and two, and we're also going to talk about some of the best and worst draft picks in Cincinnati Bengals history. I'd like to thank at Bengals Highlights on Instagram, the best page out there. Really cool highlights, really cool music, definitely something you should check out. Thank you for listening to the Unofficial Bengals Podcast. This is your host, Frank LaPlaca, and I'm a Bengals fan for life. The Unofficial Bengals Podcast.